Good morning. Happy Father's Day to all our respective fathers. We give honor to you today. The Bible says give honor to whom honor is due. So thank you for taking the time to be with us and part of this broadcast as we, I guess, come together on this Father's Day. Listen, I wanted to uh, take an opportunity first and foremost to really reach out a, a well, the shout out to our respective women's department who've done a fabulous job of honoring our fathers at Redeeming Love Word Ministry. Thank you all for your effort. Thank you for your thought. Thank you for demonstrating honor to fathers. I know sometimes uh, the whole role of fatherhood is minimalized, I guess, in the course of society at times. But I'm glad that there are still people who understand the importance of the role of the father. Uh, we're going to take some time today to just talk about that a little bit. But I did want to say once again, ladies, y'all done a wonderful job. The Lord bless you. We are appreciative and grateful for what you've done. For those fathers that could not make it, hopefully you'll be with us on Praise Fest uh, this coming Saturday at 7 p.m. And you'll be able to get your gift that you failed to pick up on yesterday. So with that being said, let's go into the word, a word of prayer as we prepare for our word today. Our Father and our God, we thank you. Thank you for the privilege and honor of being able to come before you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving us, Lord, all that we have need of, for sustaining us, keeping us, protecting us, leading us, guiding us, and loving us. Father, thank you. Thank you that you're teaching us what it means to be a father. Lord, I pray today that your word would have free course and be glorified in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Once again, I just want to say thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, I want to share some things today. I want to step away from some of the things that are happening in society in one sense, but then again, I want to immerse ourselves as well. I've had several conversations over the last few months with uh, friends of mine in particular, and we all have a common theme. Most of us are fathers, and most of us are our conversation has centered around some of the things that we've had to discuss with our family, our children, our wives, uh, our respective other brothers that we have known. Uh, in light of the current situation that we live in, uh, dealing with the pestilence that's across the land, dealing with the uh, ethnic group involvement that's happening across the land, we've had some very peculiar conversations. Uh, things that are not, uh, will be best summed up as unprecedented. Conversations some of us didn't want to have. Conversations some of us wish we never had to have. But nevertheless, we've had to have those conversations. So today I want to speak with you from the subject matter, embracing the kingdom movement as a father. Embracing the kingdom movement as a father. To my sisters who may be listening today, please don't check out because hopefully this will help you to understand us and where we're coming from. Hopefully it will help you to understand what we're trying to accomplish when we may not be able to articulate it quite properly. So give us an opportunity to um, do what God has called us to do. And before I get started, I do want to do this. I want to celebrate the fathers. I want to celebrate the men who are doing what they should be doing. 
oftentimes it's not a glorious job. Oftentimes it's not seen as uh, something that society itself embraces. You know, it's funny. The Bible says in Malachi, in the last chapter of Malachi, he says he's going to send Elijah. Well, the spirit of Elijah, he says that the heart of the children will be turned to the fathers and the heart of the fathers will be turned to the children lest he smite the earth with a curse. Now, my understanding of the scriptures is not uh, is great in, in the sense of knowing everything, but I have never seen in the scriptures where God talk about if you don't turn your heart to your mothers, uh, the heart of the children to the mothers, or the heart of the mothers to the children, I'm going to smite the earth with a curse. Look at the importance of fatherhood. He says, if you don't get this right, what well, a heart of the children is turned to the fathers, and the heart of the fathers is turned toward the children, I'm going to smite the earth with a curse. And after that, after the chapter closes, there's 400 years of silence from God until we open up the book of Matthew. So I think it's a very significant thing when we understand the role of a father and what God intends it to be. So, if you will, I would like to talk once again, embracing the kingdom movement as a father. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, New Living Translation. The scriptures state, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. So the first thing that we, I believe, as fathers have to understand is there's an expectation, or as believers, to be honest, there's an expectation of us imitating God. We are expected to imitate God, and the reason is because we are his dear children, according to the scriptures. So I want to share with you four things that God shares with us as fathers. Four things that God shares with us as fathers. Number one, God shares his title with us. God shares his title with us. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, King James Version. Now remember, God is sharing his title with us, and we're supposed to imitate him. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, the Bible says, after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus is teaching us to pray. And he's saying, the way you start or the way you address prayer is addressing it knowing you have a Father in heaven. And his name is to be kept holy. That word Father opens up some things for us. One of the renditions of the name Father means a generator or a transmitter of something. So we have the same title as God the Father. Therefore, as fathers, we should be generating or transmitting something to our children. Not only to our biological children, but those that we may be fathering because they are around us. So what are we generating or transferring into the life of others? Since we are like our heavenly father who is generating and transmitting his spirit into us. 
Secondly, as far as what that word father means, it means a title of honor. When you, when you hear father, it's not the same as daddy. Father has a significance to it. It has a maturity to it. It has a, an accomplished status to it. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 2, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. See, the title is honorable. Therefore, as fathers, we should behave ourselves honorably. See, when you take on the role of father, life changes. There may be some things that you were able to do when you married your wife that was still kind of haphazard. You know, we were still kind of on the wild side. We had, a, we, we, some of us weren't thinking about no life insurance. We were just out there. But when you start rearing children, children, when you start becoming responsible for a family, all of a sudden you have to behave yourself honorably now because you have someone else who's going to imitate your behavior. You have others who are watching you who are going to duplicate what they see. So it's a title of honor, so therefore we should behave ourselves honorably. Also, for those of you all who are saying, well, I don't have any children, that word father also means this. It's one who stands in the place of a father and looks after another in a paternal way. In other words, you are not the biological father, but you, you are the one who provide the paternal support. You are the one who provides the role model. You are the one who stands in the gap for the missing biological father. I know we need a little scripture for that. Esther chapter 2, verse 7. The Bible says, talking about Mordecai, and he brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother, and the maid was fair and beautiful, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. So here's a story of a man who's not the biological father of this young lady, but yet he takes her and provides all of the paternal support that she needs and raises her to become the queen of one of the greatest kingdoms on the face of the planet. See, biology is not the only method of fatherhood, but it doesn't take from us still behaving ourselves honorably because it's a title of honor. It doesn't take from us standing in the place of fathers and raising someone in a paternal way. In other words, we still are responsible for generating or transmitting something because we're fathers. And after all, we are imitating our Father who is in heaven. Number two, not only does God share his title with us, God shares his name with us. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Also in Revelation chapter 2, verse 17, the Bible says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, 
and will give him a white stone, and in that stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth. So God shares his name with us. Name always pertains to character. So now listen to this. Each of us that overcomes will be given a new name by God himself. You have people running around here talking about that's your slavery name. What's your new name? Don't you know when we finish our course? You remember the scripture says when Jesus was talking to uh, Peter, and Peter got the revelation of who Jesus was, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus turns to him and says, thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church. Jesus gave Simon another name. Don't you know when we finish this, that God's going to give us another name? Because he's sharing his name or his character with us. Perhaps this is why in Hebrew custom, you find the men naming the children. Because they name them for their character. They don't name them simply because they're looking for a nice name. They're looking for the character. And see, I believe that when we finish this, this course that God is allowing us to run as believers, that we're going to get a name, and that name is going to be indicative of the character that God gave us. Number three, not only does God share his title with us, not only does he share his name with us, but God shares his life with us. John 10 and 10 says, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What do you mean, Pastor? God shares his life with us. Let me say it like this. God doesn't just give us things. He gives us himself. See, as fathers, we're not called just to come and give our children everything they want, everything they desire. What we're really called to do is give them ourselves. The experiences that they get, the memories that they cherish, the things that we left them with, knowing we were not going to be here forever. Pouring ourselves into them, giving them all we possibly can so that they can have a better start than we ever had. God doesn't just give us things. He gives us himself. In John chapter 17, verse 1 through 3, the Bible says in the New Living Translation, After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. See, every father should want his children to know him, not to fear him. Let me say that again. Every father should want his children to know him, not to fear him. Because Jesus says, this is the way that you have eternal life, by knowing God. See, yes, people talk about they fear God, but the Bible says even the devils fear him. They tremble. Fearing is not enough. Do you know him? Every father should want his children to know him and not to fear him. And finally, as we get ready to close, you know preachers have multiple closes. <laughs> Verse number four, 
God shares his kingdom with us. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 25, verse 33 and 34. I want you to listen to this. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. See, fathers always want the best for their children. Let me say that again so you can really understand what I'm saying. Fathers always want the best for their children. In other words, it's not that we didn't provide them everything that they wanted. It's that we provided them what they needed. And see, there's a difference between what they may want and what they need. And when you look, the Bible says, according to the scriptures, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the, look at this, foundation of the world. See, fathers, we're looking out for our children even when they don't know it. We're looking down the road to the things that they can't see because of the experiences that we've had. We're looking knowing that there's things coming that you need to be prepared for. So that's part of the, the growth and the development that we're, we're working with we're working with you on while we're doing this. Now I want to step back for a moment and I want to share something with you. Many of us as fathers in this generation have been perplexed because we didn't grow up with fathers. We often didn't have individuals in the home, particularly godly individuals, who were leading us and, and giving us direction and guidance. And in the midst of the crises that we face in this day and time, we are expected to lead and be fathers. But what I want to interject is the power of the word of God and the grace that God is able to give each and every one of us as fathers to take us and turn us from what we may once have been and to who God has destined us to be. The ability to step away from the dictates and the norms of the world and what they consider a father into the reality of what God says is a father, where he allows us to share his title. He allows us to share his name. He allows us to share his life. Finally, he allows us to share his kingdom or his absolute domain. There's not a father that I believe that loves God who doesn't want his children to have any and everything that he has because that's his domain. He wants to ensure that they're, they're passed down all of the things that they've been able to accumulate in the course of this world. He wants to give them a better start than they had when they started off. But see, this is the power of God and his word working at the in the lives of men who may not have had the resources that we're able to give to our children. So I want to say this to you, ladies. I want to say this to you, children. Appreciate the fathers you have. Some of us didn't have the start that we're giving our children now. Some of us didn't have the opportunities that we're providing our family to grow up in now. But it's because of the grace of God. We may not always knock it out the park, but know that we are trying to do our very best. And I want to say today that I appreciate the fathers and I appreciate what you're doing because you're raising young men and young women who will make a difference in this world. You're raising your legacy. 
See, your legacy is not going to be the buildings. Your legacy is not going to be the business with your name on it. Your legacy is not going to be that. Your legacy is going to be the seed that you leave in the earth. And I believe when we pour ourselves into our seed, the legacy we leave speaks for itself. Jesus himself let us know the importance of seeing and understanding that dying, him dying, was the opportunity for us to live because he created a legacy of sons and daughters by giving his life for the world. And I believe as fathers, we're called to pour our lives into our seed that it will make a difference for all eternity. And as we prepare to close out, as I said earlier, I think it's important that we also understand that as fathers, our example is God. We have to look at God the Father, who's never, never been guilty of non-support, who has always been there, who you could call on at any time, in any circumstance, and know that God will hear and answer you. So we can't be absent from our children, absent from our respective families, absent from our responsibilities, because after all, our real role model is God, who's never absent, but the very present help in trouble. Listen, maybe you're here and you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you're saying, well, I'm hearing all of this about my father, and I, I, I didn't get along with my father. Um, listen, I, I do want to say this. For those of you all, if you have a father, if your father's still here on this earth, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to take the opportunity to make that relationship right. Whatever you need to do, maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's just saying, listen, I forgive you. And I know this may seem like a lot, like, preacher, how dare you ask me that? But you know what? Can't you do it for God's sake? Can you do it for Christ's sake? Not mine, not because of your own personal feelings, but simply because you want to get it right. How much effort have we made to have a right relationship with our fathers? I know things have happened. That's the course of life. But you know what? You have the power of forgiveness. And I think this Father's Day will be a wonderful opportunity to be able to forgive our fathers who may have not done everything right. And that's okay. But today, let's be like our Heavenly Father who forgave us for Christ's sake. Once again, maybe you're not saved and you want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, it's very simple. Jesus himself is the son of the living God. He died for our sins. Each and every one of us was born into sin. We were born that way. That's why he said, you must be born again. So now we have an opportunity to, to exercise our free will and accept the gift of salvation. That gift comes through Jesus Christ dying for our sins, being buried, and rising again on the third day. God rose him from the dead. Now we have an opportunity to accept him as our Lord and Savior. And that way the standard of righteousness that we could not meet because we were in sin, we meet God's standard of righteousness because we're in his son. If you want to accept Christ, please just bow your head with me and pray just for a moment. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you as humbly as I know how. 
I recognize I have sinned. I've sinned against you. Please forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me your life that I can live for your glory. Amen and amen. I want to give you our email. Our email is there on the screen as well, so you can email us. Take the opportunity. We want to get in touch with you. We want to make sure that you have everything you need to walk this walk. A relationship with Jesus is the greatest relationship you will ever have. You have just made the greatest decision you will ever make. It has changed your destiny for all eternity. So please reach out to us. Let us know that you've made that step so that we can speak with you or at least be able to email with you and let you know how proud of you we are as we welcome you into the family of God. Thank you so much for the time being with us on this day. I pray that you would have a safe and prosperous Father's Day. To all of the fathers, I wish you a happy Father's Day. And I am godly proud of you. Be an example. Show what fatherhood looks like according to the scriptures. God bless you and thank you again for tuning in with us today. God bless.